We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Mile High Insiders with Nick Kendall and Luke Patterson. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Now, it's time to find out what's going on behind the walls of UC Health Training Center. Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in. It is Wednesday night, 6.01 p.m. Mountain Time, and that means it's time for an episode of Mile High Insiders, I am Nick Kendall and joined by, as always, for these Wednesday evening shows, Luke Patterson. Luke, it's I guess not always. It's good to have you back. Uh, you've been a little <laughs> bit busy here, but uh, family and taking care of yourself comes first. So uh, good to have you in here on uh, Wednesday nights again. Thanks, man. Yeah, I was uh, took a little time with the family and got out to Glenwood Springs last week. And it was awesome. Bumped into Draymond Jones. That was cool. Uh, it's weird. There's almost like always NFL players up there, especially on their bye week. It was Ryan Jensen the year before. Uh, so it was just kind of cool, man, to get in the Colorado mountains. It's that time of year. We were talking about the weather before the show and it's getting cold wherever you are, but it's not going to be as crazy as that Buffalo game. We were talking about that and mm-hmm. we want to hear from you, Broncos country. I mean, there've been some famous snow games that the Broncos have taken part in and, uh, one that comes out number one for me is Al Wilson stopping the current running backs coach Tyrone Wheatley, I believe, on a fourth and one in the middle of the snow here in Denver. Mike Shanahan led team. And for me, that will be one of the coolest moments of all time. Smoke dog Al Wilson. Yeah, for me, I mean, it was just a game not too long ago, but I think it was the Eagles versus the Bills and LaShawn McCoy ran for like four touchdowns and you like couldn't even see the field. Um, it's just <laughs> like there's the green jersey out there somewhere. Uh, but yeah, no, it'll be a great game and uh, probably a lot better than the game that uh, we have this week in Denver, although obviously Oof. we're all going to be watching. Uh, but before we start to dig into that and all the injury news uh, today, let's say hello to some folks in the chat here joining us on Wednesday evening. <laughs> uh, we got Gordon coming in as a saying, is the season over yet? No, man, it's we got a lot of games left. And uh, while the Broncos have been painful to watch at some points and God, I don't know if I can stand another injury. My heart goes out for those guys, but hmm. uh, just, you know. We got more games and bad football is better than no football. I mean, you know what I was doing last night, Luke? I was watching Maction over there. Mac football Tuesday nights. I mean, it doesn't get better Ooh. than that. So, uh, I mean, maybe I'm a sicko uh, through and through, but, you know, bad football <laughs> is better than no football, no doubt. And uh, maybe the Broncos got a chance to get the offense right. This Raiders defense is putrid. Maybe not as bad as the Broncos are offensively, but like 
It's I, I almost guarantee the Broncos are going to score more than double digits in this game. Almost. I don't know. I'm kind of with Gordon on this one right away because he's like, look, man, the head coach is popping off some weird quotes out there. We're going to get into that here in a little bit. Um, Nathaniel Hackett, we're, we're looking for answers still over there with Russell Wilson, Nathaniel Hackett on the podium today, as well as safety, Justin Simmons. We will see if Justin Simmons is going to suit up against the Raiders thinking he probably is based off of the way he was talking this, this, uh, press conference this afternoon, James Webb coming in, Judy throwing subs again. Um, yeah, Jerry Judy, obviously kind of dodged a bullet. I know that's been the quote used for Graham Glasgow, but I thought Broncos country thought, Nick, I'm curious if you thought it was like an Achilles, something way worse than it was. It's an ankle thing. It sounds like he's going to miss maybe this game and be back for some action, but it could have been a lot worse for Jerry Judy. Uh, that first play in Tennessee, that ice rink field. Yeah, no doubt. That was a major bummer. I mean, the Broncos game plan maybe had to be completely scrapped uh, because of that going out on the first game. Who knows what it looks like with him out there, Hamler out as well. But uh, yeah, it's a definitely a bummer. And Judy out there to uh, posting on Instagram today, you know, saying that he wishes it was like 2018 again. I think he's frustrated by the the offense and the injuries as well, which I don't blame him. He's been dinged up and on a pretty anemic offense uh, through his NFL career to date has not been uh, has not been great for him in Denver so far. Historic, historically bad, Nick. I mean, you, year, Broncos yeah. country, you've heard it since 1946. You've never seen this sort of crazy stat where the defense is number one, the offense is putrid as putrid can be. I mean, there were 10 teams in the NFL at that point. Uh, absolutely crazy. I mean, the, these new lows for the Broncos continue to keep happening. I thought it was done when... A few things happen, like one, Russell Wilson getting here, Nathaniel Hackett getting here, the Broncos having an ownership group. Now we're looking at what some have called, including myself, a termination game. That's not the case. Josh McDaniels, apparently the Raiders can't afford to fire Josh McDaniels. So yeah. it's going to be a dramatic game, but Broncos country has got a right to be a little pissed off on this one. And we're going to get into the reasons why. Kevin Gray, good evening, Broncos country. Nick, Luke, and Scott, man. I love to hate the Raiders. I hope by some miracle we beat them coaching, coaching, coaching Denver Broncos for life. Nick, did you get to check out that Colts Raiders game with uh, Jeff Saturday at the helm handing Josh McD his third loss in a row? No, I did not. Uh, don't didn't want to be subjected to that after watching the Broncos and the Titans. Uh, I think <laughs> I'll probably here. watch that uh, Vikings Bills game on repeat here for a little bit for some uh, massive entertainment. But no, I did not watch it. Uh, Probably won't get around to watching it either. Uh, two bad teams that are vying for top 10 picks, probably. Maybe if the Broncos sign one of the guys on one of those teams this offseason, go back and review the game, but probably not. Uh, but now, did you see the quote today? There's some Raiders news today that we got to get into as well. Hopefully Ernie Mays uh, can appreciate it because it does pertain to the Broncos since they're our opponent. But uh, first, Dylan Von Ark's coming in saying, sup, Broncos country. Make sure you guys hit that like button on the way in and share on all platforms and subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, Point number one uh, involving the Raiders here, the comments from ownership, uh, Mark Davis talking about how much they support Josh McDaniels and how he's been great and how that's the guy they wanted. And then a report coming out today that uh, the, the reason the Raiders can't move on from Josh McDaniels pretty much no matter what he does is because they are so cash strapped poor uh, from paying out Gruden from the new stadium, from the move that they can't afford to pay Josh McDaniels out and then pay a new coaching staff to come in. So, they're stuck with him the rest of this year and probably the rest of next year as well, given their limited financial flexibility. 
Yeah, well, and it makes me think too. Are they still paying Mike Mayock? I mean, he was former brass of of the silver and black. Probably. I don't know what that what that looked like. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure you know there there's other salaries. Of course, they're not going to be the mm-hmm. same millions yeah. of dollars that these big figureheads are that you mentioned, like John Gruden. I mean, that payout's going to be big. He's going to be going to court. You don't know if he's going to sue Mark Davis and the team. Uh, not surprising. I mean, yeah. especially when you consider this is a team that is relocated. This is a team that has been in the news for all the wrong reasons. Uh, but I absolutely love Derek Carr crying his eyes out. I couldn't believe the mascara wasn't running. Uh, anytime the Raiders could be down, I'm, I'm in because I'm down with the Broncos right now. The Broncos are down and it's going to be a really rough game on Sunday. Michaela Israel weighing in. Thank you so much for joining Nick and I on MHI. Good evening, Broncos country. What's up, guys? Be sure to hop in the live stream. We will shout you out. Give us your Broncos take. Let us know what's going on with your Den Broncos, Nick, because the Raiders, man, the Raiders seem to have the Broncos number. That's for sure. They beat them last last time in week four. It was 25-20 to 20 in another ugly game where the defense uh, gave up a little bit. But ultimately, everything goes back to this putrid offense. Yeah. Yeah. Everything does go back to the offense, unfortunately. And we have a lot of good things to talk about too, but it's just, it's hard to talk about it when the offense is like you mentioned, historically poor this year, hopefully the Broncos can start to get things right. And man, what a get right chance you have coming up here. The ne- these next couple weeks with the Raiders and then the Panthers, Mike guest in the house, what's up Broncos country. And also we got Alessandro coming in saying color rush. Absolutely excited about the color rush uniforms here today. I'm not a big fan of the Navy blue. Personally, I really hate the robot robot horse and the weird stripes on the Broncos current uniform. So I like the cleaner look of these, uh, the color rush jerseys. I don't like the orange pants and the orange top. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I also, one thing about the color rush uniforms, and maybe this is just kind of a weird thing. I feel like the logo on the helmet is way too tiny. It's like they shrunk it by like 20% or something than what it should be. Uh, but either yeah. way, 
Did you see the picture today that was shared on social media? I forget who it was by. I totally give him credit. And it was like uh, a practice squad player's helmet next mm-hmm. to one of these players' helmets and with the D. And you're right. The D is way too small. It doesn't look right. We like um, big Ds in here. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's it. This is a Bronco. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say before I get in trouble. Uh, Nick said it, not me. But here's my problem with the color rush. Last week, we were talking about uniforms, too. We're talking about we're going to play in white and blue pants because we beat Jacksonville in London and we're feeling good about ourselves. And then you've got team president Damani Leach throwing out on his Twitter, hey, season ticket holders, Broncos country, what do you think about jerseys and these threads for next year? Well, today you've got the color rush thing going on. You've got Broncos PR tweeting that there's a barista from UC health out there giving coffee to everybody in the media. And I'm sitting here scratching my head like, nice try. I'm not distracted. This is a losing bad football team. I could give a damn what colors they're playing in because they're playing so bad on offense. It's a travesty to this defense. I'm terrified. We're going to ultimately lose Ezro Evero, who I don't know how he's holding this team together, Nick. I, I really don't. I mean, we've seen defenses melt on top of the offense here in Denver, Case in point, Aqib Tlaib, Russell Okun, and that's not happening right now. They're not rolling over on each other, and I do think Ezero Evero is a big part of that. I think he's the glue right now for this team. I think so as well. Uh, I think the defense is holding things down. I think they're very much uh, playing for each other. Not sure how things are going on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, feels like it could be coming up to finger-pointing season there, but uh We'll see how it plays out. We got a lot of games left. Hopefully they can figure some stuff out. Friendly Giant coming in $10 over on YouTube. Don't recognize the name Friendly Giants. Thank you so much for coming Welcome. in. Welcome. Uh, with you. the support. We really appreciate it. Uh, saying good evening, Nick, Luke, and Scott. If Hackett goes, what are the odds of uh, Evero getting a look at head coach? I hope we don't default to a John Fox type and lose a great coach just to keep the pendulum swinging. You would think that how good uh, Ijiro Evero, uh, Evero has been that who they bring in at head coach would like to keep him on. Um, I wouldn't be shocked at all if Evero gets a lot of uh, head coach interviews this offseason as well, given what the Broncos are doing there. They're playing a kind of a different, somewhat a different scheme than a lot of teams are doing, especially up front with their simulated pressures and their ability to get pressure up front. And uh, it's been phenomenal. And I think a lot of people are going to try to pick his brain. So he, he might get an opportunity elsewhere uh, this offseason, regardless. Hope we do keep him, but... The thing is, we've seen this many times. We love the defense. We love what Evero's doing. You can't keep him if it means that you're not going guns blazing trying to improve the offense. you got to do something about the offense, even if it means the defense takes a slight step back. Absolutely. And friendly giant, I agree with, with you Evero. This is important. And I think that he would be a short-term solution if Nathaniel Hackett, in fact, gets his walking papers. But Mm -hmm. when you talk about the good things that this guy did, I mean, Draymond Jones, your guy, you've loved him for a long time. Everybody's loved him for a long time. I'm on board. Uh, You saw him become a defensive end slash outside linebacker last week. You see, Isro Evero getting production out of Nick Benito, out of the new guy, Martin, from Colorado. Uh, Jonathan Cooper's doing a decent job setting the edge. I thought he'd get a little bit more pass rush, a little bit more pressure last week on a one-legged Ryan Tannehill, but it just didn't work out. You look at P.J. Locke and his success, saying Bassey's out there making plays. I mean, come on. This is, this is a lot more than just this is one of the highest paid defenses in the NFL. So Evero walked into it. He is literally developing players as we speak players mm-hmm. that Vic Fangio, this hardened battle worn coach 
couldn't really do the same with last year. And the offense is kind of the same. It's putrid. But this defense has improved. They've gotten better. And you've got Justin Simmons spitting into the microphone today. We've got to be better. We've got to continue our thing. They're staying together. That's the big thing. And Evero, I'm just so impressed by this guy. And the pushback, Nick, that I've gotten at least this week on my Twitter is, He's a first-time defensive coordinator. You don't want another first-time head coach. And to that, I would say, well, who do you want? Who is going to be jumping in the game? Sean Payton's not going to be jumping in this game. The only team that he's reportedly wanting to get in on is the Los Angeles Chargers with Justin Herbert. Could you imagine that nightmare? I also posted and said, look, man, what if the Raiders find a way to get rid of Josh McDaniels? Some way, somehow. Maybe Evero stays another season. Wouldn't that suck to lose this great defensive coordinator in your own division, a la Joe Staley and the Los Angeles Chargers? It would be great to try to keep this man in-house, but the Broncos have bigger fish to fry right now, more importantly, Nathaniel Hackett's offense. Yeah, 100%. Uh, it would be a bummer. I hope that you can keep him around. I hope whatever head coach you bring in would understand the infrastructure they have built here and would you have such a good defensive mind here, hopefully keep him here and keep continuity and keep the scheme. But again, if you're bringing in a head coach, you got to let them call the shots. You know, if they're going to go down to the ship, it needs to be their ship. Uh, but hopefully they can keep ever around. But either, regardless though, I'm really happy for him. Uh, excited what this defense is doing. He's going to be a coach in this league for a long time. And it's a name I've kept in uh, out here before you might lose uh, Ezio Evero, but keep an eye, keep an ear out for Christian Page, uh, defensive backs coach for the Broncos. Uh, he's very, very highly thought of. Uh, he's was retained from Vic Fangio's staff. He's an ascending dude uh, out there. If you listen to any of the defensive backs on this team talk about him, or even those in the league, uh, he's definitely one to keep an eye on as an ascending uh, defensive coach that's going to get a shot at a defensive coordinator position really soon. Uh, Michael Ronquillo coming in. Good evening, Nick and Luke on Mile High Insiders. Good to see you, Michael. Uh, we appreciate you so much coming in and supporting the show. Uh, we got inbred dinner wolves, fourth generation coming in here saying, <laughs> even with our defense, we won't win. Raiders know it's not going to be nothing but short runs, screens, and deep balls on third and short. Yeah, the offense has been pretty defunct, but hopefully uh, we have some reinforcements coming here on the Broncos side of things. Uh, I know that we had... Uh, Day to day today, unfortunately, have some injuries here for the Broncos. Uh, Kendall Hinton on the offensive side of the ball. Graham Glasgow, luckily, still just day to day. Jerry Judy, God, the Broncos could uh, need him. Then also limited, but a potential to be back this week. Tom Compton and Cam Fleming. And Tom Compton and Cam Fleming, along with Glasgow, are the ones that I'm really interested in. Uh, Luke, you're not going to know this, but just a, a guess for you. Um, out of every single offensive tackle, according to Pro Football Focus, that's played so far this season, where would you think that uh, Cam Fleming ranks? Cam I think it's out of I think it's out of 80 tackles. Out of 80, I'd probably put him in the 50s to 60s range. 21. Wow, that's pretty impressive. 21 so far this year. Do you know uh, out of all right tackles last season in the entire NFL where Tom Compton ranked as far as his run blocking grade? No way. I believe it was number 1. I believe it was number 1 in the NFL. Uh, so that's I think not just a, his podcast. Cause he has a great podcast too, by the way. I, have, I, I didn't know. even know he had a podcast. <laughs> yeah. He's got, you. yeah, yeah. He's got a good podcast. I don't know what it is, uh, man, about these right. offensive linemen like Jason Kelsey. Right. And then you got big, bad D wolf. He's starting his own yeah. thing here. Uh, these, these linemen, man, once you get them rolling, they, they yeah. just put out good stuff. Cause I love yeah. the, I hate to say it, but I love listening to Jason Kelsey. I think he's a lot more entertaining than Travis, but, uh, 
No, man, that's pretty interesting. And you've got to get these guys back sooner rather than later, right? Yeah. I mean, because we're down to bare bones. You're down to Luke Ottenberg at center. And I mean, I get it. Hackett says, we dodged a bullet with Graham Glasgow. Okay, Graham Glasgow's not 100%. What, go, what happens when he goes out there and he rolls his ankle or cramps up or something else? You're going to be right back where you were. So yeah. to get Cam Fleming and Tom Compton hopefully back soon, I don't think it's going to be Raider soon. Hopefully. I It's 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 uh what was it, day-to-day? Uh, no, the limited right now. So Cam Fleming and Tom Compton, limited. We'll see what that means. We'll know more probably come Friday, obviously. That's when the last injury report comes. Jerry Judy being day-to-day, though. I mean, you got a chance that some of these guys might be back. If they're not back by the Raiders game, you're hoping then by the Panthers. And, you know, Russell Wilson, what was he hit? 17 times uh, in this last game against the Titans. And 18. that's without 18. And that's without Bud Dupree. and sacked six. Yeah, without Bud Dupree and without your guy, Jeffrey I mean, absolute insane. Talk about him right when this podcast first launched. I think they yeah. were playing the Titans, man. I remember, dude, big man can play. <laughs> and yeah. and some guy named Demar- Demarcus Ware or Demar- Demarcus Walker. I mean, yeah, that was weird. That was really weird to see. And I didn't even know he was still in the league, Nick. Yeah, he's a fine rotational defensive lineman. Not what you want for a middle of the second round pick, but uh, he's found his niche. That's kind of guy you hope to take fifth round. Uh, but I digress. Um, Broncos, how do you protect Russell Wilson from getting hit that much? Protect him from himself, effectiveness on the ground game. And I think you got to kind of establish that. And hopefully with the offensive line reinforcements, that's something you can lean into over these next few games. Even if it means uh, some run, run, pass, punt type of looks, uh, you got to protect him from himself. You got to protect him from getting hit like that. And you hopefully lean into the defense. A little bit easier said than done when your special teams playing as a bottom 10 special teams right now, especially punt coverage has been poor. Carlos Waiton's hang time has been poor. The getting teams pinned in their 20. I mean, it was obvious night and day in this last game, the discrepancy in special teams between Ryan Stonehouse's punt coverage, uh, punting and punt coverage versus Corliss Waitman. But, you know, those are the, those are the margins that the There's- Broncos can't afford to lose and they've been losing. Well, and Corliss Whitman doesn't come from like six generations of punters. I had no clue. Yeah. You know, during the broadcast, some of these little facts that you learn about the punters or kickers. Yeah. Pretty incredible. Appreciate you guys joining Nick and I here on MHI. Dom Harmio coming in. What's up, Dom? Good evening, Luke, Nick, and Scott in Broncos country. Let's go. It's Raiders week. Someone has to win, and I hope it is us. <laughs> That's perfect, yeah. Dom. I don't even have to tease it. Here we go. Our guy is referring to comments made by Broncos hot seat head coach Nathaniel Hackett today at Dove Valley in his presser. He was asked um, on the number of close games the Broncos and the Raiders have played historically and in this season. He said, quote, somebody has to win this game. Again, somebody has to win this game. It's been a lot of one point scores between not one point but one score games between both of the clubs. It speaks to how they are a really good football team. I know everybody looks at records, but in the NFL, I believe that everybody's really, really good. Somebody is going to have to make that final play to come out on top. Nick, when the head coach says, well, somebody's got to win this game, what's your reaction? Dead man walking. Dead man walking here. Uh, Not great. Um. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. 
Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You know, it's just like one of those things. And we said it in here. Everybody really loved the energy and the vibes and the positivity when Nathaniel Hackett came in. But we said, if it gets off the rails here, a lot of these quotes are going to become really ugly quickly so what was once personable relatable oh he's just one of the guys becomes this guy's a buffoon what the heck are we doing this is a billion dollar industry and this is who's calling the shots are you kidding me i'm wasting my sundays watching this so uh it's (laughs) it stinks it's i kind of feel i i do feel bad for hackett because of the offensive uh struggles the injuries the quarterback play has been poor and like no matter what he does or say it says it's going to come off wrong at this point and to be put in front of the media four times a week. I mean, heck, if you put me up there in front of the media for everybody in Broncos country to pick apart, there's no doubt. I would say something stupid that people would pick apart. You could do that on every single one of these shows. No doubt. Uh, Probably last five minutes. For sure. (laughs) No, I, I agree with you. So in a sense, you're saying in a way, it's a no win situation for a three and six head football coach right now to spit anything into the microphone, whether it's Raider week, whether it's, Panthers next week or what? It, it's kind of a tough situation. Now, me on the other end, I I hear you. There are fourteen players on IR. That's fifty five million dollars sitting in your rehab room right now, just chilling. Uh, that's a problem. It, it's like number one in the league right now. But injuries are a part of the game. Preseason, that conversation can be had next off season on if you want to play guys. It really doesn't matter right now. It seems like the hamstrings are adding up, but it's tough for a fan base to hear that from a coach. And I think Nathaniel Hackett's a nice guy. I think sometimes he's too honest and he reveals a lot of his soul into the microphone. He doesn't speak in cliches like Russ Wilson did today. And I don't know if you saw, man, Eric Goodman and Jeff Legwald went after Russ a little bit. Absolutely loved it. Huge tip of the cap to them. Lawrence Rivera. Thank you for being patient as I'm uh, flapping my gums. What's up guys. So can the Raiders really not fire Josh McDaniels because they're poor? Uh, yeah, it's it's tough. Those are the reports right now. The uh, Raiders are strapped for cash. It's not the issue for your Denver Broncos. And Lawrence is coming in saying we're in the same boat with Hackett, I bet. Um, Nick, what do you think the chances are? This is the big question that if the Raiders lose, Nathaniel Hackett retains his job. I think he's going to stay. I mean, if he gets a win over the Raiders, great. Why would you fire him? But is it going to be hot seat every other week? Going forward, is he just on a week-to-week basis, or is he counting his hours, counting his days right now? I, it's a week-to-week basis uh, for me. The thing is, when you the Broncos' season's already done as far as the playoff goes, I know, 4% chance of making the playoffs. Okay. Uh, but you probably are on a week-to-week basis because like, when you fire the coach, who's, who's, who's on the offensive side of the ball that you trust to come in and uh, take over the play calling and the offensive duties and whatnot? I mean, right ripping. Not Russell Wilson, not Britt Rippon, probably not Clint Kubiak. So I just don't even know where they'd go. They're kind of a little bit hostage uh, to the situation, unfortunately. But as far as being in the same book with Hackett about being too poor to move on from him, not the case with this ownership group. 
not at all. And Mile High might come in and say, Hack, it's done. I mean, there's improbable things that happen all the time. Uh, the Broncos could win out the rest of their games. I wouldn't bet anything on it, but if that <laughs> happens, of course, he's back. Uh, but one game at a time, unfortunately, they lost. Uh, they lost just way too many that they had to have. Injuries are bad luck. Russell Wilson playing poorly, not great, sure. but there's just there's just too many things. The penalties, the scheme. Yeah. I mean, it's just you, you can't have it. You cannot have it. There's no adjustment, and that's my problem with Nathaniel Hackett, and that's why I don't feel bad for him. Um, he talks about accountability every single time he's in the microphone, whether that's post game, whether that's after practice, before practice. Accountability, accountability, accountability. Well, that sounds great. How about we implement it? Because here I am getting back on my high horse. Melvin Gordon, Nick, is still the starting running back for your Denver Broncos out there dropping balls. Not that they mattered because they didn't count. But then uh, he's laughing about it. He's got a smile on his face. He's kind of like, oh, you didn't get me, Titans. I, I could have dropped it. It could have been a fumble. One, I thought Mike Vrabel should have challenged that play immediately. I was shocked that he didn't. I think that was a rare mistake that you don't usually see from Mike Vrabel. He's usually on it like Bill Belichick, but you see these issues. You see, you know, Montreal Washington has, has had issues and then they signed a new punt returner today. You could read about that at milehighhuddle.com. You start to wonder when is accountability going to come into play? And I'm not buying the Tyree Cleveland move of the, you know, Oh, there's the accountability. We released Tyree Cleveland to elevate a defensive lineman. I'm not buying it, Nick. What, what say you? The Tyree Cleveland thing, I think, was more so just uh, getting a chance for some younger wide receivers on here with more years of control uh, because you're in the evaluation phase of this uh, season, unfortunately, already. God, who'd have thought this would happen? I, what I know is Patrick's going to keep <laughs> in and supporting us from Hawaii, saying, who could complain about the Raiders losing? Not me. And he says, if we could only <laughs> win one more game this year, I want it to be this one. Ooh, that's a good one. I like that. I, I like that I'd rather a lot, Patrick. Chiefs. I'd oh, rather beat the Chiefs. Man. I gotta beat. We gotta end that streak, man. I'm so tired of that streak. There's a streak against the Raiders too, baby. I mean, you've got six straight games. The Raiders have beat the Broncos nine out of ten. I mean, so man, that isn't that a horrible feeling? You're trying to pick who your win should be because you've got streaks against divisional opponents. That's sickening. Yeah, it sucks. No, it doesn't suck as Paul coming in and saying hello, Nick and Luke. Got a lot of support coming in. We appreciate you guys. Uh, Keo Rec coming in saying Denver Meet is so much harder on Russell than Seattle was. We was. didn't see him come not up now. <laughs> yeah, not now. And uh, also the issue is the massive contract and the draft picks given up. I mean, it's come out like uh, I've mentioned it before. I made a little edit on Twitter about it, but it's like the scene in step brothers where they're interviewing in the tuxes. And then John C. Riley lets out a stinky, you know, loud squeaker. And uh, Seth Rogen's like, okay, now the tuxes seem kind of effed up. Get, is that onions and ketchup? I can taste it. <laughs> yeah, and that's where we are with this uh, Hackett Wilson combo yeah. right now. But and the Broncos are married to Wilson next year. They got to figure something out. They got yep. they're married to him until 2025 at the earliest. And even then, it's a massive dead cap hit. So yeah, uh, we're gonna be tough on it. And I think the reason people are also so tough, he doesn't have the credibility here in Denver. He didn't come in here and win a Super Bowl. Come in and the Legion of Boom or whatever. He came in here. He's supposed to be the savior, and he's been a bottom ten quarterback in the NFL this year. Uh, so, and not all his He's, fault, not all yeah. his fault, but right. the results speak for themselves so far. Yeah. I co-sign everything you just said there. I mean, it, there are more problems than Russell Wilson. And I wrote about it this week on milehighhuddle.com twice in two different articles. I don't think he's done. Okay. I'm not mm -hmm. subscribing to that. I'm not happy with the play either. Something has got to change, 
but I think Broncos country is tired of seeing the number three brand. I think they're tired of being spoken to in cliches. That happened a lot today out at the press conference. And something I said earlier about Eric Goodman and Jeff Legwald. Jeff Legwald, of course, one of the best in the business. And Eric Goodman, man, he's awesome as well, especially here in Colorado. He's emceeing events all over the United States. Huge respect for Eric Goodman. Mm -hmm. They really kind of pressed Russ and started asking, hey, Russ, what about going under center a little bit? Russ starts spitting out an answer. Well, we can go under center and we can go under shotgun. And, you know, I've played a lot of football and I can do both. And they stop him and they're saying, well, you're not really doing under center right now. And kind of spit that right back at him. He got a little uncomfortable. It didn't rattle him, really. But he's speaking in these cliches like it's still week one, week two of training camp. I mean, you got Nathaniel Hackett saying it's going to take time for things to click or whatever his word is that he uses. I mean, there is no more time. Time is up. It's time to start rebuilding now so you at least have something to carry into 2023. Roy Osborne weighing in on MHI with Nick Kendall and yours truly, Luke Patterson. I read today, but not sure the validity of this, if McDaniels will get another chance next year. By the way, howdy. Um, yeah, if the Raiders are, are that strapped for cash, I think they're kind of married to their head coach, much like the Broncos are married to Russell Wilson. Yeah, I mean, that seems like that's the case there. Uh, Broncos are more because of the structure of how the salary cap works and guaranteed money, but the Raiders are legit cash poor. So uh, it's kind of, kind of bad. Um, it's you know, that's, I think we can, you know, we've been kind of concerned about players, you know, free agents being drawn to Vegas and we hate the Raiders, no doubt, but when they are, when the franchise is as limited and cash poor as the Raiders are, that's always going to be a disadvantage. So uh, luckily the Broncos got that going for them. Uh, we are not alone in the AFC West seller <laughs> so far, uh, which is great. Uh, what are the better with a little bit of company there? Well, My if they, if they win though, the Broncos will be last place because they're sitting at two and seven. Right. And we're both they would have, <laughs> I know, but at yeah. this point I'm just looking at like what I'm grasping straws, Nick, I'm yeah. running out of things yeah. to talk smack to Raiders nation or whatever the hell it is. They call themselves in the County jail. Yeah. I mean, are they even that anymore in Vegas? It just seems like it's corporate world <laughs> out there. But uh, Montana Altitude coming in $5 saying a cool profile picture there too, Montana, uh, saying, can the Broncos as an organization be talking to prospective coaches as mm. we speak? They can as long as they're not under contract from other teams. Uh, so who would that be? I guess they could be technically talking to Frank Reich if they wanted to right now. And there could be, you know, some situations around uh, where, you know, like, oh, you know, hypothetically, if that happened, you'll know, beat around the bush. We're not directly offering you anything, but like, Let's say there was an open opening. Would there be any interest there? There's always, you know, ways to talk around people. They do that in free agency as well. So there's always, you know, if through agents or players or mutual connections, but uh, you have to tread lightly on that because you don't want to lose any draft capital for tampering or something in that regards. Also, a lot of coaches that are already coaching right now are so focused in their cycle uh, of coaching that they probably wouldn't even pay attention to a lot of that stuff. They're focused on trying to win the next game, which is what they should be doing. I don't know, Nick. It's a copycat league. Jeff Saturday, a lot of franchises, a lot of fan bases, at least of those franchises are scratching their head, trying to figure out, man, which former great could I get in here? Could we get in here to at least get one win for the interim season? And I think that's interesting because anytime you see unprecedented things happen, 
it's I think a lot of people are resistant to change. I'm one of them, uh, not with Jeff Saturday, but I like my habits. I like normalcy. I like consistency. I like organization. So I think sometimes the ripple effect of folks getting used to these things can be a little bit of an adjustment period. I wrote about a hypothetical from Mark Schlereth as an interim head coach as he had a really interesting list of things he would immediately do to fix the Denver Broncos. Of course, it was just kind of a tongue-in-cheek conversation on his local radio show, but check that out at milehighhuddle.com. And you did say, Nick, there are, there are some silver linings on this team. It's really hard to get to them. We talked about Ezra Evero in this defense. Pat Sertan is playing out oh of his freaking mind right now. He's playing out of his mind, and you can read about that at milehighhuddle.com. I wrote a piece about Bill Barnwell, someone I know you really respect just like I do. Uh, at least naming Pat Sertan as a top three candidate for NFL Defensive Player of the Year, along with Cowboys Micah Parsons and the 49ers Mr. Bosa. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Yeah, 100%. Uh, he's playing great football. Uh, good to see that. And guys, we don't have Scott here today, so if you have any um, super chats on Facebook, uh, we've missed him. I apologize. I think I saw Phil McLaughlin was in here. Uh, I'm not sure if you made a comment, but I know you are a common uh, super chatter. So apologies uh, to that. Get in Scott. here, Phil. Get in yes. here, Phil. Write another one. You all keep it, keep it coming, and we're going to get to you guys. We're about halfway, just the three quarters of the way over. So yeah, bear with us. We're trying to get to you. Glenn Harris chiming in here, Nick, and he's saying good evening, guys. Driving down from Michigan to North Carolina for the Panthers game. My son's a Panthers fan, <laughs> so hopefully I get bragging rights. Usually I'd say it's a sure thing. But not this year, man. There's there's a diehard right there. Glenn's bringing his boy uh, to a game. He's traveling. Gas isn't cheap. Nothing's cheap in this life here in 2022. Yeah. Things are crazy. Uh, the economy's crazy. Inflation's crazy. Whatever. Uh, fans are working their tails off. They're spending their good earned hard work money on a team that they still love and they want to see something different because Nick, you've said it over and over. It's one thing to lose football games, but to be irrelevant and boring is even worse. Glenn, for your sake, for your son's sake, I hope it's an exciting game. I think this is a good chance. The Broncos are going to score the most points they have this season. Uh, so I think it will be a fun game. And luckily it's, it's kind of like, think about it. Like when you are following a, a team that is no good in college football, let's, let's say it's a, not take any shots, but let's Buckeyes. say it's Col Colorado. I, I was okay. Uh, but the Colorado Buffaloes versus Colorado State, you know, both these teams are bad, uh, yep. but you got bragging rights going down here and you care about this game. Uh, so, and a lot of times with those kind of games, wild things can happen. So I think it's going to be a fun game. There might be some slop to it, but uh, bragging rights are on the line here. And the Broncos, sometimes, you know, at this point in the year, it's like, okay, if you lose, it hurts, but at least your draft pick went up a little bit. Boom. Not the case for the Broncos in this one. You could, you got, Nothing to lose. I mean, go out there and win. Your draft position, who gives a hoot? You want to give the Seahawks a top 10 pick? F no. Uh, screw those guys. So uh, go out there yeah. and beat the beat the bleeping Raiders. Uh, they're ugly. They're in a surrender, surrender Cobra. You got something to fight a lot to prove as well. Jimmy Smith coming in over on YouTube saying, if Hackett is fired this season, hire Dan Quinn as head coach. 
keep Ejiro Evero as defensive coordinator and hire Frank Reich as the offensive coordinator. Seems like honestly the best choice in all three spots. That's not hiring Sean Payton. I think you have a possibility with Quinn, and I do think that there's a chance that if they hired Quinn, they would still keep Evero. Uh, there's been precedents where Quinn's kept guys in building before, and also they run the Broncos run a good bit of cover three with yep. penny fronts, and Quinn has actually done that a bit as well in Dallas. So I don't think actually schematically it's a total difference there. So I think actually a Quinn Evero uh, pairing is not as out of the cards as many would think. They don't have a connection to each other that I know, but still, um, if Peyton says we want this guy here, Quinn might be like, okay. Uh, but as far as the only one here that really doesn't make sense to me, I can't see Frank Reich being hired as an offensive coordinator. I think Frank Reich would say, you know what? Uh, I'm going to continue to get paid by the Colts and uh, to be do nothing. And I'll wait for a head coaching opportunity. Yeah, that's interesting. And I like that Jimmy's coming up with names because obviously no one wants to campaign for someone to get fired. Right. But mm-hmm. it's the NFL and these guys know what they're signing up for and gals, especially in these different positions of power, scouting department, etc. It doesn't mean it takes the human element away, but I really, really like it when I see names that like Jimmy said earlier, this is who I would hire Quinn as head coach keep Evero and Frank Reich as OC. I absolutely love it because I hate, I hate, hate, hate hearing uh, I want to fire Hackett. Okay, who do you want to replace him with? Well, I don't know. Anyone's better than Hackett. I completely disagree with that. It's lazy. It's emotional. It's not really realistic. Why is Justin out in here? I mean, really, why is Justin out in here? I asked about that. I asked that about Ed Donatel last year. Why is Ed Donatel here? Why are these coordinators employed when they're not allowed to call plays. You've already got two quarterbacks coach and Clint Kubiak and then that private guy for team three of Russell Wilson. I mean, there's so many different guys in this offense. Nick, maybe we should just try to encourage Nathaniel Hackett even more to give up play calling. And I'm curious about Justin Outen. What the hell? I mean, you can only say that in-house. Maybe Justin Outen is, you know, a guy who's – friends with the school president that's holding on to the coattails and not doing anything in the school project. You know, I, who knows? Um, what are you I'm even glad doing? You said that. I'm glad Yo, you said that Yeah, because it's so, a, no, it's a, who do you know business? The NFL. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and I mean, it doesn't mean it's fair. You can have Bill Cower popping off. You can have Joe Thomas popping off and guess what? They're entitled to their opinions just mm-hmm. like we all are. But you said, you know, your friends and your buddies, this has become the BFF Broncos. You got Billy Turner here because he was best buds with Nathaniel Hackett. That's why Billy Turner's here. He got hurt. That's a bummer, right? Now he's week to week, Hackett says, even though the man's on IR. Uh, you got Melvin Gordon here because he's buddies with Russell Wilson and in their Wisconsin days. I, I just don't get it. You got Russell Wilson's private quarterback coach here that I just mentioned because he's Russell's buddy. And enough enough Nathaniel Hackett talks about accountability there is zero accountability on this football team Nick I'm not so sure who's in charge of this football team Greg Penner where you at you got to show up a little bit more than just the London game I'm tired of just looking at these boring faces just chewing on chips and sipping cocktails are these owners going to get in the game and do anything you know Joe Ellis is still on staff as uh what is he a private contract independent contractor giving these guys tons of advice well guess what joe ellis has always hated no shows you're gonna see a ton of no shows here on Mm -hmm. sunday because i'm telling you right now people here in denver colorado are finding better things to do with their money with the holidays coming up with their sundays and that's just that's embarrassing to me and i i really can't i'm running out of ammo nick to try to fight that war (laughs) 
Yeah, nepotism and cronyism is uh, unfortunate, but it is rampant in the NFL. Uh, coming in with the stars here, Phil McLaughlin coming in saying, Evening, Thank Nick you, Luke Phil. and Deacon Scott. Uh, the way the season is going, this game will probably end in a tie. God, just for the comedy, that would be <laughs> hilarious. I'm here for it, man. Just uh, let's laugh. Um, nope, screw that. Let's beat the Raiders. It probably ended in a tie, but hopefully we'll beat the Raiders as well. And I think we have a super coming in from Clayton uh, Huron as well. Uh, was it? I, th- I saw him in here. Clayton. I think I might have grabbed him. Or, let me see. This one. Clayton. Wisconsin, baby. Probably Wisconsin. not that one. Ah, oh, that Badgers. Yeah, you Badgers, Clayton. It's all your fault right now uh except what's matt um the defensive lineman we got is it hutchinson no not hutchinson 91 big one big 91 wisconsin badger rookie for the broncos he's out oh, there making matt, matt henningson matt henningson Hennison. yeah Hennison. yeah yeah he's out there making plays he made yeah. some plays against the tennessee titans and i will say this too speaking about derrick henry and just the titans a little bit how great was it to see fundamental tackling against Derrick Henry again? For whatever reason, the Broncos tend to have De- Derrick Henry's number. He doesn't have a over a hundred yard game against them, I don't think, ever in his career. Um, but to see Draymond Jones, Alex Singleton, the outlaw, your guy, Josie Jewell, killed it. I mean, this tackling was amazing. And don't talk to me about the flea flicker. The, a couple guys ran into each other, and that's why it worked. It was a goof play, just like the play to Jalen Virgil. Uh, it was a collapse in coverage. So I was super impressed with just the fundamental tackling that Ezra Evero has this defense going with right now. They're playing great football. And what makes their number one points per game even more crazy is just how incompetent the offense has been. Uh, right. Typically you want to have some complimentary football out there, but the Broncos got to be nope. top 10 in punts. Uh, the time of possession can't be very good. Obviously the points are not very good there. The only thing that keeps this defense from being elite elite in my book is that they are not dictating by forcing the turnovers uh, and also scoring defensive points. I mean, that 2015, this defense doesn't clear that 2015 defense, uh, but still really good. One of the top three, top five in the NFL, and uh, hopefully they can keep it up uh, so far. We got Gatorade gaming coming in, in over on Twitch saying, Hey, Nick, Luke and Scott, what's up Broncos country. What are the chances we get Sean Payton this off season? I see all this Sean Payton talk. And I know that a lot of people are interested in him and he's a great offensive mind. No doubt. To me, it's a Jimmy's and Joe's league, not a Nexus and O's league. And I would be damned if I gave up a first round pick or any draft capital that people are floating around to get him. Now, I know that Scott keeps saying it doesn't have to be picks uh, the trade for Sean Payton. Who knows if that's the case, then you can it's just to throw money at it. Then, OK, I'm game. But as far as giving up draft capital in the top 100 in this class at all, no way. If they want to have a fourth round pick for, for the rights to Sean Payton. OK, we can talk. But a first round pick. Absolutely not absolutely not you need a offensive line you need help that you need another freaking running back you need another offensive lineman you need another wide receiver you probably need a cornerback you probably need another defensive lineman i'm no i'm not giving up a first round pick for sean payton who had some good years but what do you do without drew Brees? i mean and you don't have one to give i mean so i think yeah you're exactly right nick and those points people need to hear that because it's it's the pie in the sky dream and what's actually obtainable and real and when i hear sean payton only wants to work with justin herbert i believe it i mean i absolutely believe it but i think people want to go to sean payton because they look at his success with one drew Brees, right russell wilson how does russell wilson become drew Brees? that's what a lot of fans have been trying to figure this out i hate trying to compare the two guys just because they're short uh, they're two different quarterbacks when you watch them. Their game is completely different. Uh, Drew is absolutely mobile, but 
Russ used to be able to run with the ball. I don't know what the deal is now, why he's trying to transform himself into a pure pocket passer. But Mark Schlereth said it, and I wrote about it at milehighhuddle.com. He said his first message to Russell Wilson would be, you're not going to survive this way. You need to earn the right to play like Drew Brees. And right now there is no balance. Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints leaned on a pretty decent running game for a decent part of his career down there in New Orleans. So Sean Payton, I think, is a little bit of a distant dream. We will see. Our guy, KB82, happy belated Veterans Day. We appreciate your service, brother, and hope you're doing well. If Denver scores 17 points every game, they are 7-2. and two. Nick, that is no joke. I mean, these stats, you can't make them up. They're not made-up memes. KB's not out there throwing out gifts in the Google machine. I mean, these are historically bad offensive series we're seeing time in and time out. They don't even have a 20-yard run on the season. Yeah. It's not good. Uh, they need to lean a lot into the run game personnel this offseason. Luke, this might even make your hair, hair stand up a bit. I don't know if you've seen it on Twitter, but depending on where that Broncos first round pick is, I'm not even against using that first round pick on uh B. John Robinson. If he falls down so there, and you know how anti running back I am. It's just, I know I, you got to fell make... out of my chair. I thought maybe you got hacked. I, I, I saw that and I was waiting for a clever gif or something to come up, man. But you know, I just, I, I couldn't bite on it just yet. It's just bad times here, man. I can't yeah. even, I'm, I'm just like, do it, do it, get them. I mean, sign me up something that's dynamic, you know, cause that's what we're looking for here, Nick. I mean, it's just, it's tough. What does Broncos country look forward to? Not the draft, right? Because we, don't mean, have we, those got, we got a first round pick now. We can look forward to that. <laughs> you can look forward to that. And that's the sad truth, baby. We got to really keep an eye on that pick by way of San Francisco through the Miami Dolphins. It's all kinds of a mess when you start to look at it. Just like the Broncos offense. I mean, they're scoring 18 points per game. Could be that seven and one, like KB mentioned. Let's talk about false starts real quick on our way out. 19 false starts, Nick. Four against the Titans leading the league in that specific penalty. And this isn't just an undisciplined team. This is a nervous and scared team that isn't playing together. Mm -hmm. I mean, Butch Berry, let's say Hackett is back next year by some will of God. There's no way Butch Berry can be back. And Nick must've gotten hit in the head by a coconut. <laughs> I'm going to have a long time to, uh, to dig into this, uh, why it would be possible, but they need to fix the offensive line before the draft goes and they need to use an offensive line. They need to add at least one offensive lineman with their first, uh, one of their first three picks. But if you go into the draft yep. and you have to take an offensive line to uh, have the offensive line function, pack it up, baby. The season's over. You cannot go into the draft where you have to use the pick on the offensive line. Otherwise you're sunk already. Uh, so got to see how it plays out. Um, no doubt, but they needed, they need to throw resources at the offensive line in uh, free agency well before the draft. Otherwise they're done. They can't rely on an offensive lineman. Uh, no. in the draft, at least. Oh, they're on their seventh combo right now. I, I mean, this is just absolutely crazy. I think you are going to see Luke Wattenberg at some point again because Graham Glasgow is a vet that's just hurt. He's always hurt. That's kind of just the way he was. And, I mean, Luke Wattenberg had tons of issues with Russell Wilson. He had tons of issues on missed assignments. Uh, it's bad <laughs> right now. But I, I think a lot of that responsibility does go on coaching. Um, he was the backup center for a reason, and you had to know with Graham Glasgow that he – could get hurt that possibility is there the probability is even higher so i i do put that on coaching with some of the offensive line but they're even turning on each other just a little bit in that room uh, at least on the film right yeah dalton reisner screaming at luke wattenberg uh rolling out i think it was to the left for no apparent reason at all and, and it's just like man 
here we go. Then the defense has to trot back out there after what could be a snafu special teams play. It's just over and over again. And Justin Simmons talked about it today. He said, I'm tired of sounding like a broken record. I'm up here talking about the same thing every week, every year. And it literally is the same thing every year, Nick. Three and six. Uh, first year with Nathaniel Hackett at this time, three and six. First year with Vance Joseph at this time, and three and six with Vic Fangio uh, in his first year at this time. So Broncos countries, they're they're tough. They're tough, tough folks. But God dang it, Nick, they're checking out. Yeah. And our butler's coming in here. Uh, said he's going to the game today too. So hoping for just hoping you get to see a win. R uh, says I think right. Russ has other things on his mind other than just quarterback basics. He's trying to too hard to be a hero and holds on to the ball too long. 20 hits in this game is too many throw the ball faster. I mean, is he trusting what he's seeing? Uh, he's never been that good in the quick game. Uh, he made some guys missing this one. So God bless him for that. But when he's trying to move, he doesn't move the same. I know he's playing with the, the lat injury, the hamstring injury. You're down to your, what do you say? Your seventh combination, of the offensive line, you're out running yep. back one, you're out running back three, you're out wide receiver, two, three, and four. It's uh, it's rough, but I think you got to figure some things out here. And hopefully in this game, just going forward, protecting Russ from himself, I think you have to lean heavier into the run game. There's no more let Russ cook. It's let Russ limp to the end of the season and hopefully he doesn't take that many more hints while we try to protect him and figure out what the heck we're going to do uh, going forward, uh, in my opinion, at least. So, And I think yep. you can do that. I think this offense, I mean, lean into uh, Quinn Miners, lean into Cam Fleming. Hopefully Tom Compton comes back soon. Uh, run the ball effectively, play complimentary football. You can win some of these games down the stretch uh, and have some competitive and watchable football games as uh, Emulating comes in and says over on uh, YouTube, but this um, high-flying offense right now, it's not working because the quick pass game's not there. The offensive line can't hold up long enough for as long as Russell Wilson takes to get through his reads. He's not reading the full field. He's not calling out the mic pre-snap. I mean, it's just, you know, he's not he's not Peyton Manning stylistically, so yeah, I think you got to start to think about, okay, when was Russ at his best? You had Marshawn Lynch back there in a cover-one centric uh, defense of world. I think you need to figure out how you can for opposing defenses to once again, get into cover one, get into cover three, uh, single high safety looks, and then go from there yep. because Russ is still great throwing the ball down the field. He's still one of the more accurate and uh, best EPA per dropback on deep throws. But the, right now the offense is, you can't live only on that. You have to figure out how to move the ball effectively. And if you're not doing it, the short pass game, it needs to be the run game. Yeah, well, Brock Heward, he talks about it all the time. I absolutely love listening to that guy. I learn something new about the quarterback position almost every time I listen to the man speak. He knows Russ very well, watching him up there in the Northwest and now seeing him, what he's doing here in the Broncos. I mean, this this shotgun game is just, it's not allowing the offense to keep the defense honest. The defense doesn't have to communicate. There's not a lot of movement, maybe just a motion here or there. Uh, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel out there folks we're just trying to move the football and when you're in shotgun over and over and over again guess what linebackers can cheat a little bit they can creep up take away some of the underneath uh it's just in six seventh string offensive linemen you know out there and units it's just an absolute mess i mean nick dick cheney thinks that the broncos are being reckless with shotgun this is how bad this is it's so just oh my the God. same I just got that. thing <laughs> Over Jesus. and over again, man. It's the same thing over and over. And it's driving people nuts because you're not seeing any sort of adjustment. And uh, forgive me, but it, it's an insult to everyone's intelligence to say that there's accountability on this football team and that there's some sort of balance between the shotgun and under center. It's just it's not happening. 
Patrick come in and we need some coffee uh, to get us through the rest of the season, but we appreciate you guys. A final little bit of news here before we get Luke's prediction and we close the show on up uh, De- Devonte Adams, pretty much the only pass catcher left on that Raiders team. Now that uh, D- Darren Waller's out for a bit, Hunter Renfro's out for a bit. They have Mac Hollins who would be great with Russell Wilson. Cause all he does is run the fly deep, but um, I digress. <laughs> uh, you have Devonte Adams out limited today with a abdomen injury. If he's out, I mean, there's Ooh, no, I didn't know that. Uh, yep, injured today, limited with an ab injury. So uh, definitely worth watching uh, going forward. Uh, maybe the Broncos will lean into their scheme from this Derrick Henry game. You see some uh, five three fronts out here. I mean, you got coverage on the back end with Sertan to just blanket one side and roll coverage the other. You might be okay to do that. Uh, but if Devontae Adams is limited and injured in this game, maybe it's a uh, you know shut down Josh Jacobs and you have a chance to win this game. As long as the offense doesn't even have to show up the whole game, just, you know, like one half and not do a turnover. Is that asking too much? Can we get to 14 points? I mean, let's, can we get to our average? Uh, but uh, we'll see, but Hunter Renfro, Devonte Adams injured Hunter Renfro out, Darren Waller out Devonte Adams injured. I mean, this is a, this is a banged up Raiders team as well and a terrible defense regardless of injuries. Yeah, that's huge for for the Raiders with Devontae Adams. Like I said, I didn't even know that. Um, Devontae Adams is tied for number one with touchdowns, with eight, with Travis Kelsey right now. So if your number one touchdown machine is down, not good. I know he went over 100 yards last week against the Colts and had at least one touchdown. But Pastor Tan locked him down in their last matchup, matched up against him about 71% of the time, allowed four catches for 46 yards. Everybody wants to see that matchup. But... It'd be great if Devontae Adams didn't play. I'm not going to argue with that. What I'm really concerned about, same as always, Nick, Max Crosby. The guy is an absolute nightmare, and I'm afraid what he's going to do to Quinn Bailey, maybe out there at right tackle. I mean, then you look at Chandler Jones. I know he's old. I know the Cardinals thought he was busted. They got rid of him. But he's still a threat. Anytime you've got this offensive line that is struggling and down to the bare bones of the cabinet, Um Man, I think this this pass rushing duo is going to get after it a little bit. I think it's going to be an ugly game. I've got the Raiders winning right now, 19 to 16 here in Denver, and things just continue to get worse. Yeah. Unfortunately, no doubt about that. Well, this should be an interesting game. Luke, before we get on out, your prediction. Uh, final score. Boom. I just gave it to you, baby. 1916. Right, yeah, 1916. Okay. What is that with the over under? Ooh, I don't know. I haven't looked. I haven't even looked, Nick. I haven't even looked. Um, it's just, oh, Scott's telling me, trying Scott's to tell me something. Scott's the over-under. He's saying that's below. Oh, it's below. Okay. Safe as betting sports, baby. Take the under every time. It's like the Iowa Hawkeyes. So 1916. Well, they don't score points, and yeah. that's the problem. I mean, we talk about the offense, but, yeah, we need the defense. You said it. They need to generate some points. That's the argument against Pat Sertan for defensive player of the year. He doesn't have an interception. He only has one forced fumble. Yeah. This is the time to get Derek Carr crying again. I want to see Derek Carr crying even more after a, a loss to the Denver Broncos, but right now I think things are just going to continue to get worse for this offense because nothing's going to change. Yeah, not a must win for Hackett, not a must win for Russell Wilson, maybe a must win for Broncos country. We got to get the vibes right in here again, guys. So uh, beating the Raiders, the beating the Raiders, probably no better way to get the vibes right back in Mahai Huddle and Dove Valley and at Broncos country. We appreciate you guys so much. Uh, great to see everyone in here today. We appreciate you. Make sure you're following Luke and I on Twitter. Luke is at Luke Patterson LP. I'm at Nick Kendall MHH. Also, make sure you're following us at uh, MHI underscore pod. And of course at mile high huddle, if you haven't done so yet, make sure you join us at facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle and facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod. 
And of course, as the ticker says there underneath, please subscribe, like, and share. Uh, We appreciate everyone joining us today. I know it's been a long season, but you know what? Like I said, bad football or any football is better than no football. So we're going to continue to ride, no doubt. Uh, And we'll continue to provide uh, instant analysis every single day, you know, 24, not 24 seven, but seven days a week. Uh, So we appreciate you guys. Have a great one. And, uh, Luke, what's the rest of your night looking like? What's the rest of your week looking like? You got any plans for this weekend or the game day or anything? Yeah, I'm going to hang with the fam a little bit uh, later tonight and try to get that family time in. It's the holiday season, guys, so be sure to hang out with your loved ones. Give that friend a call that you haven't talked to in forever or family member. Um, I know I certainly need to be better at that, but no, man, I am i don't know why I'm a glutton for punishment. I'm going to go watch that Colts Raiders game, <laughs> try to do a little film work on the Raiders. Uh, I'm not looking forward to it. Again, two bad football teams, but you know what, Broncos country, what do you have to look forward to? You got the number one defense right now. I mean, top two, at least in different categories or whatnot. I mean, this defense is really, really special. They've got to be a little pissed off and frustrated. Let's take that frustration out on Derek Carr. Let's focus on that, at least, because I I think it's going to be a little bit nasty for both of the quarterbacks. But I'm doing good, man. I'm just wishing everybody a a safe and happy holiday season. It's getting colder. Uh, It's that time of year. Kids bring home illnesses and people get sick and sort of like that. Take care of each other. Uh, Check on that friend. Call your mama. Tell her you love her. And, you know, just be good to each other because it's frustrating times here in Broncos country, but uh, they're not going to last forever. There's no way this this team has got to turn it around. Call your mom. She worries. Uh, Love you guys. Have a great (laughs) rest of your weekend. Uh, Make sure you continue to choose kindness and compassion. And as always, go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Mother's Day is almost here. And you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.